Break the Cycle with DSD, episode number six. Welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with DSD. Today we are joined by Rodney C. Burris, the author of Get Off the Cycle and Run. He will talk to us about his journey and the inspiration for writing his book. Hey guys, today I have with us Rodney C. Burris, the author of Get Off the Cycle and Run. I recently was introduced to him a few, eh, oh, there's his book right there, uh, introduced to him a few, uh, maybe a month or so ago, yeah. and I thought that it was really interesting with Break the Cycle with DSD and his book, right. it'd be a yeah. good idea to bring him in and uh, hear about his story and some of the things he's learned in life to basically get off the cycle and run. So, Rodney, Absolutely. thanks for joining us today. Dwayne, thanks for having me, man. I remember I was watching your video. You know, I had just published my book and I was looking for like-minded folks out there uh, in the world. And I came across some of your content, man. And, and it just seemed perfectly aligned, like the ethos of what you were talking about. It kind of really mirrored what I was hoping to accomplish with the book. And so uh, it was a pleasure. You reached out to me, you know, and uh, it, it made my day, man. It was, it was great to connect with you. Well, I mean, I think it's important for people to to get new um, and refreshing ideas on how yeah. to basically take a step back from their life and and uh, you know do something different. Get get Absolutely. out of the crazy cycle and and start making some positive choices in your life. So, what was yeah. the catalyst for you to write this book? Oh man, uh, so I love telling this story, man. Um, it it actually came from my mom. Um, oh, awesome. my mom reached out to me. She, she is the caretaker of not only my two younger sisters as all mothers would be of their children, but she also took in my sister's friends. Um, and so they were in and out of the house and they were having relationships and, 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 and life choices. And in my mom's estimation, all of those choices weren't good. And, and as a matter of fact, a lot of them were cyclical. Um, and so you're not making the great the greatest of choices in a repetitive manner, you're stuck in a rut of sorts. And so one day at the height of this, my mom called me and she said, um, somebody just needs to break the cycle, you know, oh, to, your, to, to you. Uh, she was like, somebody needs to break the cycle. Who's going to do it? Who's just going to get off this cycle and run? Wow. And I know she didn't mean anything by that, Dwayne, but when, when she said that, I kind of just envisioned somebody being on like a, like a exercise bike of sorts. Um, and they're sweating and they're working and they're trying, but they're not going anywhere, you know? And so then they get off of that stationary bike. They use that same energy, that same vigor, and they take off. My daughter just walked in. Um, <laughs> but then they take off. Um, and with that same effort, they go. And, and I, I kind of envisioned that whole process um, happening. And my mom suggested in that conversation that I should write a book. Um, and I had already been thinking about it. And so this, this book is an entire extended analogy. It's an extended metaphor on riding a bike. So if any of us has ever ridden a bike, if we've ever fallen off a bike, if we've ever had loose handlebars, if, if our foot's ever slipped off the pedal, all of those things have direct ties to life. So the pedals kind of represent the passion, like what drives you. And if your pedals aren't working well, you might be on a cycle, right? You might be going around and around, but you've lost that, that driving force or the chain that links important things. So if you're in a situation where you have this important part and that important part, there, but they're no longer connected, they're not communicating the way they used to, 
something about that cycle needs to be broken or, or you just need to get off that cycle and run. So this book is it, so simple, man. You know, they say, um, once you learn how to ride a bike, you know, you never forget. Yeah. It is still, it still extends even to this. So that's where that came from, man. Yeah. I was looking at, uh, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing, but I, I really like the analogies that you did with the bike. I was looking at that and you, and you do different things. It's like all the way from like the big wheel to motocross bikes and then you use that and then tie it to real life analogies on yeah. on how it impacted you and i so let me ask you this so whenever you had that epiphany to write the book i mean had you made some of those life changes in your own life or were you stuck as well or you know how did that whole part manifest so at, uh at the risk of being really vulnerable and transparent i guess it's too late cuz now it's in book form <laughs> every single story in here is personal Every single one comes from life experience. I'm only 36. I don't want to say that I've lived a thousand lives. I've had some unique experiences. I've been homeless. Um, I have a master's degree from John. I I went to Johns Hopkins University. I've lived in Florence, Italy. I've been to South Africa. Uh, I've held lightweight elected office here in Baltimore. I'm a homeowner. Um, I have been on welfare. So I do have a bit of an eclectic, colorful story of my own to pull from. Every single one of the stories that's in here is, are, are true. Um, and the ones that involve other people, I may have tweaked their names a little bit so that, uh, so that they <laughs> don't call the me and like, did you, did you put me in your book? Uh, but, but yeah, all, all of it's true, man. Um, you mentioned something, and I wanted just to touch on it real quick. You mentioned that part about the, the cycle cross. Mm-hmm. And I love that one. I, I stumbled upon that one in life and, and I was able to kind of remember it and put it into the book. But I remember I was watching the athletic event and these guys are, they're on their bikes and they're running and they're moving and they got to some part. And I don't know if it was water or if it was like uphill or something rocky, but they got off of the bike. They picked the bike up, right? They ran with it for some stretch. And then when it was a, a straightaway again, they got back on it. And so there are relationships or patterns or behaviors in our lives that sometimes we don't have to completely discard those things. Right. Sometimes we just need to get rid of them for right now, but we'll need them later. And so it's good to maintain those relationships, those connections, those patterns, those behaviors, so that when we need them again, we can just pick them back up. But if we don't have the wherewithal, Dwayne, Mm. to recognize that given this set of circumstances where I currently am, I need to get off of the cycle for this little, uh, for this finite period, we're going to stay on it, fall, be ineffective. And if yeah. we don't recognize that, you know, it's a parallel for life, man. So yeah, the book is fun like that. It just has all of those easy parallels right into regular day living. Well, I, and I think that's a, a great example what you were just talking about, because a lot of times you, you get so fixated on this is the way it, it's happening. And my, my life is, is this way. And then Correct. something Correct. come and then something comes up and you need to pivot. You need to, you need to take a step back and, and reapproach it differently and not force yourself to go down the same path. So that's an excellent analogy to, uh, to, to illustrate that point. So, so I was just going to say, you know, I hope I'm not giving away all the secrets of my own book. You know, I would love for you guys to grab it and find it. It's on Amazon. But, you know, Dwayne mentioned another one that is near and dear to me. He, he mentioned the tricycle, you know. And yeah. so 
whether whether when you were little you had a the little red and white tricycle with the little you know I don't know what they're called flares or flappers that on the end of the handlebars or whether you the had red rider the red the red or when I was young I had something called a big wheel you know it's on the ground it had that huge wheel in the front um, those cycles are great for young people why they 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 balance well. You know what I mean? They're, they're very low, they have a low center of gravity. So there's some things, some patterns, some relationships that when I'm first starting off, I need to tap into. I need somebody that's as consistent as a Dwayne in my life. And we have, all of us have different folks like Dwayne that we check their podcasts or we call them or we email them or we text them or we have those relationships that are great anchors for us. They have low center of gravity for us. We don't fall off of them. And then some of those relationships, it's kind of like being in the first grade, right? Your right. first grade is phenomenal for you at that stage of your life. But when you're 17, you're 29, you can't go squeezing that desk anymore. You can't go back and allow your first grade teacher the same sort of way. And so sometimes we struggle letting go of our red rider because it's mine and I, it's yeah. been given to me and I've earned it and I've had it. And recognizing when it's good to have that cycle, that relationship, that pattern. And when I need to, when I uh, need to let it go because I've outgrown it, that's a struggle for a lot of us, you know? And so yeah. um, I, the book kind of talks about ways to identify when do you need to get off? Like what are some of the cues and how do you let it go? And how do I use people around me to let it go? Go ahead, Dwayne, to jump in. No, I mean, I, I, that's, you know, the whole part of you, you, what you were just saying about letting it go. I mean, that is so critical in life. And I mean, and, and, and I like how you're using these different analogies to, I mean, cause it, it, it puts it in a different perspective, right? I mean, if if you look at it and you look at, I mean, even a relationship or, or something, it's like, okay, so you've, it's run its course. I mean, if right. you were, I mean, would you still at 29 years old or whatever be, or like me, you know, 47 years old saying, no, I'm going to ride my, my tricycle, damn it. No, you, you, you it, don't, it doesn't right? It's an actuality, right? In real yeah. life. And, and but, I think, it, you know, it's like, it goes back to what we were just talking about earlier is it, 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 it's crazy how it gets so easy to just get stuck in that rut oh, that you yeah. just can't get off of. I mean, your analogy earlier about the, the exercise bike, and I mean, that's a great one because, you know, I mean, it's an exercise bike. It's, it's helping get me mm-hmm. healthy. And, mm-hmm. and it's, but in some ways it can trap you to where you're not moving. You're not making, you're, you're expending all this energy. And that's a great analogy for, for even relationships and talk, you know, yeah, toxic man. relationships. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to get off and run from the relationship, but right. maybe you need to t- step off of it, readdress it and do some positive things in your life to make it better. Right. I mean, we were talking about that earlier too. I mean, we were talking about the, what positive things can I do? And so one of the positive things is recognizing when these cycles to your point, Dwayne, I mean, you just hit it on the head that if this exercise bike, for example, mm-hmm. is giving me the fitness and the cardio that I need, then that's a healthy cycle. Our struggle is when we mistake the exercise bike for our vehicle to move us along a trajectory. Like right. in, in, so, But when we utilize that cycle for what it's for, oh man, the motorcycle is great because sometimes you need some sort of autopilot, autopilot kind of quick thing like a motorcycle that I can jump on. It's just me and it's going to let me go. And if you use it for that, then that's a great cycle to have. However, if you don't respect in that, 
that this thing is moving fast, that it could be reckless, it is dangerous, it's it's the thrill of the chase. If you don't, if you don't respect it and just get caught up in that, you could lose your life in real life on a motorcycle, right? right or you yeah. can enjoy it and, and it could be great. And so recognizing in our in our life, man, when these cycles are healthy, am I getting from this? what I want. And that takes a level of, that's why I love your podcast, man. It, it, it takes a level of being present. It yep. takes a level of, of, of being aware of myself, you know, being aware of where I am, what I need and what kind of choices do I need to make right now, given these set of conditions, given my children or not, um, you know, and, and for us, I'm a dad, you're a dad, you know, we are involved in situations where our, our decisions impact. Yeah. other people you know yeah. our decisions impact other people so how do i positively make the best and what i what i love to say is that oh here's some notes in my book <laughs> your book will have this right those are the personal notes but as we get towards the middle and towards the end of it it talks a lot about recognizing who and what and how these relationships these these patterns these cycles are healthy. How do I choose them? Do I want to get off this cycle just because I'm tired? Because a friend of mine told me this, Dwayne. He said, we, we were running. I'll never forget this, man. We were in high school. So if you graduated high school at 18, I'm 36. That's 18 years ago, right? He told me this 18 years ago. I never forgot. It. It's actually in the book. He said, there's a difference between being sore and having an injury. He said, uh, an injury, it needs care. You need you need to rest it. You you it needs some therapy of some sort. But being sore just means your exercise is working for you, right? So if we're in a relationship, we're in a pattern, and I'm just tired, I'm just a little sore. That may be okay. That may not be an indicator that I need to get off of it. That may just be life. And right. how do we discern the difference between the two, man? So. Anyway, I, I, it was really fun writing this, man. I mean, unfortunately, I got stuck. I hit writer's block, D. Dude, <laughs> I hit the toughest writer's block, and I could. I, I was stuck on my own cycle, man. But the, initially, it was so fun writing it. It was so fun getting this out. So, what's the what's the uh, the or what has it been the feedback you've been getting from the book thus far? Well, um, so I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with Amazon. Okay. There were there are a couple of reviews on Amazon. It's only it's only a handful right now, but this one person and I want to call him a guy. You never know. I mean, it's an Amazon review, uh, but you know, for cliche purposes, this one guy. He first of all, he said that the book was a little heavy on a semicolon. So <laughs> you gotta forgive me for that, right? That's right. That was me trying to be fancy, the way. And I, I don't know. I figured, you know, just use comedy. You got you to gotta put that education to use, man. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, but he said that it was bookshelf quality. And reading his review, I'm not, I don't remember it word for word, but basically what he meant was it wasn't a one and done. It was something that he felt like he can go back and, and engage. Like all through the book there, at the Good. end of each chapter, there are like places to write notes. Like, given that we just talked about this aspect, how does it connect to my life? Where do I identify these patterns of these things? And then as it goes, it builds. It's kind of cumulative. And for him to say that, that was the very first review I've ever had in my entire life um, on Amazon. And, you know, your first is always special, right? That's what they say. So uh, 
that's been the feedback, but I've been to maybe four or five cities at this point. I've been talking in front of groups. Um, there's a principal in New Mexico that wants to bring me out and do a staff development for, for his teachers around um, the content in the book and kind of nice. prepping them for the year. Um, there was a, a mental health organization that did entire client and staff training. So I came in, they bought an entire set of the books. They had them out there and we actually got to go through the book like a, like a work study. Um, it's just been getting really, really great reviews, which is amazingly humbling, Dwayne. Because yeah. I sat right here. You see this frame behind me? <laughs> I sat here on this laptop that I'm talking to you on and batted this stuff out. You know, and for it to, it felt good writing it. Like it, it felt alive. You know what I mean? It just had a certain vigor in and of itself. But to hear other people kind of catching on and saying, I see myself in it. I see that. That it's it's amazing and it's humbling. So that's been the feedback so far. That is that's amazing. And well, I mean, and I can I can see how I mean I can see how that would make you feel. I mean, similar to to the stuff I do is like you you're not just writing a fiction or, or a, a, a fantastic story. I mean, you're really putting your heart and soul into it mm-hmm. and you're yes. trying to connect with people to help yeah, them man. improve their life. Absolutely. Lives. I mean, and, and to, to get recognized and for other organizations to say, Hey, you know what? This is important. We want to try to roll it in. And then when you were talking about the school, I was thinking, man, what a perfect thing to, to get to kids even yeah. to, to when you're starting your life out. Cause I mean, how many of us go through and make, decisions that we just burn time and we're, 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 you know, spinning our wheels, so to speak, and not making real progress. And if just a little piece of it, like you mentioned your friend in, in high school uh-huh. saying that to you, that it really resonated and stuck with and you. Right. I mean, if your book could get to, to the right person, you know, early on, it could, it could help them transform their life and put it in or, you know, send it down on. the right direction. Like a head start, man. Yeah. I, that's it, amazing. It, it, I didn't even realize that school part of it, the student part of it. I thought it was good for adults because they've lived life. They've had some relationships, some cycles, some patterns. But somebody else pointed out to me, like, what if we got this to students? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. But they said what you said, which yeah. was give them a head start. Like, or, why, do I have to, why do I have to remediately go back to this? Why yeah, don't I? Exactly. And I, I never, I wish I could have thought, I wish that was my idea, but. Well, it's a phenomenal one, man. I would I, love. I, or, or what you could do is just write another version targeting kids more. I mean, that would yeah. work too. I mean, but are you, you know, giving me homework, Dwayne? Ladies I and gentlemen, am. giving me homework. He's giving me. And that'll be due in six, uh, six <laughs> right? weeks, six right? months on my <laughs> desk. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I really like the whole idea of connecting with the students. You know, um, I there's a workbook actually. Somebody asked me to create a workbook. And at first I didn't know how to do it because like I said, it's questions in the book already at the Mm -hmm. end of each chapter. And I was like, what can I do to create a companion workbook that would allow people to kind of go through this and have like a facilitated guide through it for their own focus groups? Yeah. And once again, man, I sat down and in a single session pumped out this whole framework. It's not finished yet. I'm working on that. Um, so if any of you guys want that, please feel free. It'll give me some energy. If you say, give me that, let, let us get access to that. But the framework for it, it, it just kind of came out again 
It has its own formatting. It borrows strongly from the book, but it is an accompaniment to the book. So, but it's also standalone. So the workbook could give you the same intent as the, as the book itself without having it, or they can be compatible or, you know, you could just get the book. I I don't know, man. It, it, this seems to have taken on a life of its own. You know, I almost feel like, can I use a corny quote? Sure. Corny quote. Here's my, here's my corny quote moment. This is when I was, I was living in Florence, um, studying abroad when I was in college. Um, I was in Florence and uh, we went, so, you know, the Renaissance happened in, in Florence primarily all over Italy, but really in Florence and Rome, those were like the two of the major points for it. We went to go see the David carved by Michelangelo. So it's this huge marble statue. And I think, I think David is like either seven feet or 11 feet. I'm not sure, but there's a, a pedestal under it that makes him, that gives him an additional like five or six feet. So this thing is huge. I mean, it, it, David is a big guy um, and he's carved out of stone, right? It's marble, but the texture, Dwayne, on David's skin looks supple. I don't know how else to say it. It, it looks, I mean, the, the articulation of the veins, the, the cuticles, the, 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 differentiation, the differentiation between the nail and the nail bed. And I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. The eyes are, are piercing and they look alive. And, and Michelangelo has this quote. He said, um, he said, I didn't create the David. He was already there. I simply liberated him. That's and that, Dwayne, is kind of how I feel about this book. Like, I would love to tell you that I just thought about all of this, but it felt like a download. It felt like, like, brrr, you, you ever seen The Matrix? Of course, everybody's yeah. seen The Matrix. But The Matrix where it's like, I can do jujitsu. I can fly a helicopter. That's how it felt. It's like, I can do this now. So this book kind of just came like that, man. And it really has taken on a life of no, I can relate to that. I mean, it's it's an interesting parallel because that's kind of my whole start into this project with the YouTube channel and the podcast and everything. It was kind of the same thing. It was one day. It was just like it, it just was like, bam! I need to do this. So I know exactly. I, I know exactly what you're talking. And it's hard to explain. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's almost like right, right. like you know, hey, this is what you need to do, and it's it's presented to you, um, right? Yeah. I mean, that's basically what you're saying. The difference between you and I is that you have the face for this. I have the face for radio. Like I, I, I have the face for like, can you hear him? But uh, yeah, man, I, I need to give me some fancy dancey uh, phones. I, I need a great microphone. Uh, exactly. You, know. you got to get it all going. Start your own podcast, man. I don't, I don't know, dude. You know what I, what I, I would love to do. I enjoy writing a book. I like being on stages and talking about it. That's been my passion, but what I look for is guys like you, man, that that are doing this thing that's already, you know, developed this niche and, and a way to do it and just collaborating. You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 you know, opening up my network to be like, this podcast and this guy is is a resource. This is a phenomenal, you know, opportunity to collaborate more. Like I want to do those sort of things, um, and not reinvent the wheel. You know, I don't need the nice microphone. I need to you you keep that. I just <laughs> I want to share with you, man, and, and folks like us that are trying to do the same sort of work. Man. It, it, we live in an amazing time that we can do, you know, that you can 
pound out. I mean, I guess technically anyone, you know, our people have pounded out books before, but it's like, it's a different time. The accessibility of being able to, to create a podcast or or write a book and get it published and have it be a tangible thing and not have to, to chase a publisher or a a network or a radio station or, or whatever it is. It's, it's amazing that, that we live in a time where, where people like yourself have a voice. And, 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 and and sometimes people use that, you know, use that, that the, the technology for silly reasons, Mm -hmm. but then you got people like yourself who, who have this epiphany to try to help people to change their lives and give them the skill sets to, to really, to, to get their lives back and make it better. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. I want to, I want to do this, man. I thought about this just now while we were talking. Um, I want to share uh, I have a list, a listserv uh, here in Maryland. It's mm-hmm. really greater Baltimore. Uh, it's several thousand people. Um, I want to, I want you to give me whatever content you think you want to blast out, um, and I want to push it out to them. Um, and oh, that great. may give you a huge footprint here, or it may just be a percentage of the people that buy. It. I don't know, but. We got to do more of this, dude. I, I kind of, but you know, when we were when we were younger, the Christmas trees. That if one light bulb around if the string of lights, right? If one light bulb was out, that whole string was out. Yeah. And all it needed was that one bulb, and then the whole string would light back up. I kind of think guys like us, and, and there's others, man, who are doing this kind of work. I think it's enough of us. We just are missing the connecting pieces between us, and so. Inserting those simple, small things, you know, not recreating the wheel, not being billionaires, but you doing what you're good at doing. I'm doing what I'm good at doing. And we all just kind of string up. If we can make those connecting pieces happen, I think we could light up, man. And so that's just one small way off the top of my head that I can think, like, how do I get your content and what you're trying to do out to networks that I've been touching for a while here in Baltimore? Um, and that would be something that would be my honor to do. So we can definitely connect off offline yeah. or, no, that would be know. great. And, yeah. and I want, I want to just, what you were just saying made me think about something is that, and this is one of the, been the driving force for me and maybe it has been for you too, but a lot uh-huh. of times it, it comes down to, to the one person, right? Mm. I mean, we, like you were talking about, you know, we're not so, you know, we're not big, we're not the billionaires, we're not the, right. you know, the, the, the Logan Pauls of the internet, thank God. Right, right, right. But, uh, but I mean, it comes down to the one person that picks up your book or watches one of my videos or listens to mm-hmm. a podcast and mm-hmm. it touches them and makes them take a step back and reevaluate their lives and change their Absolutely. lives. I mean, that's really the crux of a lot of this and, and to have the pivot in society where, where people mm. are, are giving back in a, in a unique way that in the past you really didn't have an opportunity to do it. I mean, you might have, you know, whatever, you know, if you, if you were in your community and your, your smaller group or maybe your right, church right, group right. Or, or whatever it is, you could affect that small group of people. But right now, there. yeah, but now, but now you have the ability to reach a worldwide audience with the book, Correct. Um, you know, and, and to, I mean, and you're, you're interacting and, you know, basically moving, starting to move all through the, the country to, yeah. to, to spread that message. I think it's phenomenal. I just think we live in an phenomenal. amazing time. It is an amazing time, dude. It's, uh, it's the Jetsons, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting there. 
So what time is it over there with you, man? Say again. What time is it over there? It it what right now it is six thirty seven. So, I was talking to Rodney earlier. I don't get up early for many people, but uh, I, I made a point because I thought it'd be important enough to to have this conversation that I set my alarm early and and we're doing this we're doing this interview before I run off uh, to my day job that helps make all of this possible. And I'm uh, on the East Coast, guys. I've been up for a while. I've had <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, I was able to sleep. Dave woke up. I mean, Dave Dwayne woke up for this man, and it it has been. <sighs> Yeah, that's really awesome that you've done this, man. I thank you so much for just yeah. Hey, and me. so before we wrap this up, I just want to say what, or I want to ask you what what's one real takeaway that you'd want to share with uh, the listeners right now? Uh, to 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 just one little nugget of truth to help them take take a step back and uh, look at their life differently. Not to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. Um, another quote, if I may. Uh, favorite of mine comes from Einstein. Um, some people say he was a little intelligent. Uh, if you buy into that sort of, if you buy into the whole genius thing, but uh, Einstein said this, and I never forgot it. I've never forgotten it. He said, "If you can't explain it simply, you don't really get it." And I love that. I love that. If you can't explain awesome. it simply, you don't really get it yourself, right? And so I say that to say. This book, the idea, I wish I was talking about something that I didn't make, right? Because it feels a little self, uh, self-praising. So take me out of it. The idea of riding a bike, right? The idea of pedaling, the idea of being able to move forward is such a simple and relatable concept. Yeah. If you do or don't get this book, I want you to, because that's why I put it out there. You, we got to connect with people like this podcast, like what like Dwayne is doing and others that you may have access to that he and I don't even know about to help you simply grasp the content that's going to make our lives better. Because if we do that and we do it in a way that's easy for you to get, it probably is going to be easy for somebody else to get. So just looking consistently for those simple little things, it could be a billboard, it could be a song, it could be a butterfly, it could be something that is so simple so profound so consistently looking for those things and sharing it i believe is what this whole world what 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 everything is all about so that would be my one takeaway point continue to look for those opportunities that's awesome well on that rodney thanks for hanging out with us this morning uh and taking an opportunity to share your story with uh with the with the crew here and and Man, you, you guys got to check out his book. I will leave links to all the pertinent information to the book. Uh, you have a website, and how can people find you? Gotcha. So uh, I'm all over social media. I decided to stay off the website. It wasn't getting a lot of traffic, but the social okay. media, Twitter, it, and it's Rodney C. Burris, B-U-R-R-I-S. So Rodney C. Burris on Facebook, Rodney C. Burris on Instagram, Rodney C. Burris on Twitter, Rodney C. Burris on YouTube. If you look up any of that stuff, it is one of the best ways to reach out to me. I will respond. Um, that's how Dwayne found me. Was that Facebook, right? Uh, I, I think, you know, I don't remember. It might have been Twitter. I, I know I, I found, your, I found your, your, your YouTube channel and connecting to people on YouTube is a pain. Yeah. And they've actually since turned that service off. But, uh, uh, but I, I found you on one of the social medias. Yeah, social media is a great way. So if you guys are in the social media, that's the best way. I would love to come to your organization, your school, your church, your company, talk more about this stuff, man. And um, 
let's just make this world a better place. Absolutely. On that, thank you, Rodney. And you guys, uh, definitely check out his stuff. Again, I will leave links to everything in the show notes and uh, check him out. Thanks, Rodney. Thanks a lot, man. So that wraps up another episode of Break the Cycle with DSD. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rodney C. Burris, the author of Get Off the Cycle and Run. I just have to say it's pretty impressive to be routinely introduced to people who are really striving to make a difference in their local environment and in the world. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Rodney. And if you get a chance, make sure you check out what he's got going on and uh, check out his book. See you on the next episode.